the Red Lining Podcast. I hope you're all doing well out there after the vicious cyclone that has ravished our nation, sort of, kind of. At least here, we didn't get as wet as we did two weeks ago when we were six inches underwater. But um, that was exciting and blowing, and uh, my heart goes out to everyone who has any damaged homes or flooded out or have lost loved ones, because I believe some people have perished during this time. But right next to me, to my right, is the beautiful Richard Parker. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. I've got my ruby slippers on. You do have your ruby slippers yeah, on? Yeah, well, just, just in case I got um, rushed off to Oz from the cyclone. I needed <laughs> to get home. It was, God, it was windy where you were? It was pretty windy, yeah. Like, actually, the double glazing kicked in. It was like, you know, as soon as you opened the window, obviously, it was really noisy, but um, mm. shut, couldn't really hear anything, so that was good. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, we were quite lucky, so, but a lot of people weren't. I know we joke, but it's, you know, it was quite quite bad. So, yeah. yeah, our heart goes out to anyone who's affected by it. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and I always forget the other one. Like, subscribe, comment. comment. Like, subscribe, and comment, comment, because I like validation. I like being talked to. It's lovely. Speaking of people that could get blown away in the cyclone, welcome to the show, the one and only Pixie Lane. Welcome, my dear. Hello. How are you? Very good, thank you. That's good. 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 Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And you and you survived the cyclonic action. I did. I yep. did. We um we put out sandbags and we were already prepared, but yep. luckily for this this round we were fine. Yeah. We were did you guys fine. get hit the two weeks ago? Anything? Anything? Yeah, we we live by a stream, and yep. basically, it it flooded on the side of our house, so it flooded our garden, and it was this close to actually getting inside. And I was actually home alone, and wow. my partner was at a conference, and he rang me, and he was like, uh, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I." So I think I'm okay. Selfish. <laughs> and then it got to a point where I rang him and I said, I think you need to go home because I actually can't lift anything oh. being, you know, tiny. <laughs> so he was local. He was at a local conference. Yeah, he was, at yep. a, he was actually in a conference in town and then yep. ended up having to come to the rescue and yep. there was a big stream and he was like in his gear and he's running through trying to save the day and just to... Did he, um, did he bring his pint home with him? Did he bring his pint home? <laughs> he was sorry, just about sorry. to get a pint. He was telling me he just had three days worth of conference. I think they were like 14 hour days. Yeah, yep. and so I'm finally through this. Yeah. Oh, God. Exactly oh. what happened. He was just about to have a beer and I was like, help. So, um, so did you watch the water level rise and sort of start hyperventilating? On yeah, no, it just got to a point where I, where I, I thought, okay, oh, but this is fine because we do live by a stream and it mm. became a river. But then... Um, then I think it was like 20 minutes. It was probably waist, waist deep on one side of our house. Oh, and then it was yeah. coming up into our garden and Jeepers. being closer to the house. But it didn't make it inside. So we're That's very, good. very lucky. What oh. part of town? I'm in uh, Tia Two Star. Tia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah West yeah. Auckland. West Auckland. Yeah, yeah we were, we're on um, Browns Bay and it turned into Browns Bay Puddle. It was one mm-hmm. big puddle. Oh, it was unreal. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I live in Forest Hill. So we were near Milford and Milford really suffered. Oh, um, I can imagine. Yeah, it was really, really, really bad. And you go down some of the roads and, um, you know, people have just got their belongings outside that have been completely ruined. Uh, it's it's quite heartbreaking, actually. I, f- yeah. I feel sorry for them. I really do. Um, and, uh, it's, I mean, I've been here 12 years and this is the worst weather we've had for the summer. I always talk to people back in the UK and they go, what's New Zealand like? I said, like, the summers are amazing. They last six months. You know, the English summer lasts two weeks. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's been a little bit disappointing this year. Yeah. So, but I guess one out of 12 is not bad. That's not bad. My partner, he's Irish. Oh, yeah. And he's oh, like, yeah. you told me New Zealand doesn't rain a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been crazy. I feel like we're going to a period where we're almost like the islands. Like we've got tropical 
yeah. the now and is it that we're going to have a rainy season in New Zealand? Yeah. yeah. Potentially. Yeah. It's like we have, we have, and what's weird is we've had three years of, you know, very little gigging and everything being locked down because of, you know, the unspecified disease. Yes. And um, God's like, nah, I got you back. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> You're staying home. Yeah. You're not going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like this weekend was a lockdown. Like we, we yeah. got all of our supplies and yeah. I was ready to... Getting those fucking messages on your phone. Oh my goodness. Oh good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was... Oh, oh did, you, did, did you see like, you know when we went to Fatboy Slim? Yeah. Did you see like it was about eight o'clock and everyone got that message on their yeah. phone and on the dance floor, like, on, or, like in Spark Arena, everyone went... Dancing, <laughs> I think, I think dancing to like I don't know if it was Peking Duck or who it was, and like everyone was like going for it, and all of a sudden yeah. everyone stops to look at their phone. I go, oh alert! Hey. Yeah, yeah. On was it Sunday or Monday? I can't remember. I got we got about five in the space of half an hour, oh all the same goodness. alert. I was like, yeah. what are you doing? Anyway, whatever. Know, whatever. But that reminded me of COVID, and that just oh. brought back flashbacks. I just need the moment. Well, like the flashbacks. Were, yeah, exactly. PTSD. The flashbacks were brought back by my kids being at home while I was trying to work. Mm. That's always, yeah, a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> Did you right. find that hard? Like um, trying to get into routine with being a teacher, a dad, yeah. keep up with hobbies. Oh, it, during during lockdown, I was kind of like, I was really trying onto it to like get them to do home learning. Yep. But yesterday, I was like, fuck it, they can play the Xbox. <laughs> and then, actually, to be fair, on Monday, I was like, fuck it, they can play the Xbox. And then on Tuesday, I'm like, right, you're doing the school of dad. That lasted half an hour. Fuck off, go and play the Xbox. I'm trying to work. <laughs> Dad of the year, yeah. twenty twenty three. That's me. So, um, how has this summer, apart from the weather, yes. um, how has things been for you going out and gigging and performing and getting about and it, all that? It's been pretty wild. Yep. I actually had a big summer run. So I started off. Um, I actually left my house on the twenty eighth of December. And I didn't make it back home until the 14th of January. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it was a big run. Yeah. Um, in between some of those dates, I did go and see family just because I had yep. to see them. Yeah. Um, but it was all up and down the country. But the only thing that really um, was a bit of a letdown was the was the weather that the last of my summer run has been cancelled. So. Yep. Oh, which which one was that? Um, I was doing summer classics. So oh, unfortunately, because yep. of yep. the floods, that got cancelled. Um, and then there were a couple other shows that have been rescheduled that haven't been announced. So. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, okay. we'll keep <laughs> so, but whether they'll go ahead now because yeah. we've had a second round is, yeah. um, we'll say. So, um, but yeah, I went to all, all up and down the country. I went to Matakana. And nice. then from there, I went down to Gisborne and I did R&V. Oh, yeah. Um, then from Gisborne, I went to Popo and did the Georgia Fen Summer Tour. And that's what I did in Matakana as well. I forgot that. Yep. Um, and then from Taupo, I went to Tauranga, which was Bay Dreams. Mm-hmm. And then from Bay Dreams, I went up to, where was I? I've almost lost my dates. Um, Fakatane. Nope. All right. Well, that's enough. You yeah. hide Fucking hell. <laughs> no, but right. I'm so sorry. Like, oh, that's pretty boring. That's <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I did have a really good summer run and it was actually yep. really nice because the last summer um, I had a really great run, but yep. it was all cancelled. Uh, and right. I thought, okay, well, this is going to be the only chance I'll ever get to have a summer run. And this, this mm. year has been pretty good. But I'm very lucky because... Some other artists have had a smaller run because internationals are allowed to be in the country now. So it does make it a little bit more difficult. It's more competitive. So do you, you, okay, we're talking about internationals because 
obviously they can come back now. So do you welcome them back or do you see them as competition? I mean, because you obviously get to support some cool acts, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely welcome them back. Um, I do think that there is um, there is more room for promoters to just make sure that they put um, mm. locals into the lineups just so that they, one, get the experience mm, and, yeah. and also their time to shine. And I also think that a lot of um, New Zealanders like they, they've built a fan base for for a whole lot of artists here. So we want to make ones. sure, yeah, yeah absolutely, because yeah. it's been three years of local artists, and yeah. um, it's just making sure that a promoter actually puts them on the lineup. But we certainly w- welcome them. Yeah, um, mm. there's definitely been a lot of artists coming into New Zealand, and it's been great to see. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, what yeah. amazes me though, there's so many gigs now. Yeah, there's heaps. So many. It used to be there was Splore, Rhythm and Vines. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, seriously, I was like, I can't, couldn't, I can't think of any, any others. Mind you, it might be now that I'm more exposed to more gigs, and I'm, you know. No, I think you're right. I think there are, yeah. there are more. There seems to be one every weekend, right? So, there is. Um, you know, wherever you are in the country for a gig, there's, there's, there's choice. Oh. Yes. Which, which is great, obviously. Mm. Like, and especially if they're all busy. I think uh, the other thing is, is there's a lot of people who are, who are like itching to get out this summer, having not been able to do it. A uh, little bit last year, obviously, but yeah. not the year before, or, or it was stop-start. So this is the first summer that, you know, you can get out and actually go to these gigs. So I think there is, like, obviously a plethora of gigs going out, which is fantastic. Um, and with internationals coming I think the internationals coming in are good for New Zealand. Yeah. Um, uh, it does mean that local artists do get to support them, and, like, I think it pushes them too. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you know... Um, you don't want the internationals to completely overwhelm the, the scene, but definitely good that they're coming in. Um, so um, from your point of view, from your the summer tour, have you seen that every festival been pretty busy? Has it been a thriving scene? Yeah, it has been. Um, obviously, I was on the Georgia Film summer tour, so a lot of that is regional shows mm. and all of them were sold out so there's definitely an appetite for mm. that kiwi summer and then going to a little concert and probably going to the beach after the concert um you know, and none of those things we've been doing over the last few weeks <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i think it's coming though yeah it's coming though absolutely yes. does, does anyone want to go in the sea at the moment oh no yep. <laughs> oh, we do want to go. Well, we want to go in the sea, obviously. But but on the shore, yeah, nah, yeah. yeah. touch and go, Brown. touch and go. But yeah, no, I agree. Like everyone is craving that summer. Yeah. You know, they're getting out, and we have had bits of it. It hasn't all been doom and gloom. It's just seventy percent doom and thirty percent. It's doom. just been a, a little bit stop start, yeah. and I feel like that we're all used to stop start, and there hasn't been mm. a bit of a rhythm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so, excuse the pun. <laughs> well, I think a lot of New Zealanders forget though because we haven't had a lot of gigs over the last few years that our summers really are quite stop start like it's, it's always like that not particularly bad this time around but there is always you know a, a rainy season during the summer now yeah. you know what I mean it's turning a little bit into Singapore I got, yeah. I got told that um, actually it always used to rain on Christmas Day like I was talking to my neighbour the other day and, and she was telling yeah. me that like the expectation was that in December it would be quite wet because obviously we had the wettest December in a long time mm. right yeah. And to me, only being here for what, twelve years, it's definitely been um, something out of the out of the ordinary. Really, I mean, yeah. I I I, it, I I just expect once the end of November hits, summer all the way, sun yeah. all the way to May. Yay! Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I always remember that summer is normally wet or just not what you think it's going to be, but mm. autumn's turning out to be the season. Now. Yeah, like after. Yeah. 
January, February, March, March onwards, mm. till around about the end of April. It's normally yeah, it's a good couple of months. Yeah, but I think we've got a lot coming up that's going to be cool. I'm yeah. ready for summer. Definitely. Yeah, summer. Like definitely. maybe after today. Yeah. Let's all let's yeah. all go. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's actually really important that we start having consistency with gigs just for mm. the mm. rave culture. For yes. the club culture, for the young ones that are discovering music, especially in electronic music. Yep. Um, you know, if it's not mm. there, then you get used to, obviously, mm. you, you don't get the same experiences that us DJs provide or obviously yep. live acts provide. So. That's, that's an interesting one, actually. I was going to ask you about the demographic of the audience that you play to. Yeah. Now, I mean, we're old, obviously. <laughs> uh, you're old. <laughs> Age is just a number. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm older. I'm older. So we, so we've been around a bit, and we've we've been to our fair few gigs. Um, yeah. The one thing I've noticed in New Zealand is that um, a lot of people that are into sort of electronic house music, four four house techno, are kind of in their thirties upwards. Um, the kind of demographic you play to, would you say you're bringing through the younger generation and and getting them interested in house music? Yeah, I, that's kind of my goal. That's one. That's a big passion of mine. Um, I often support drum and bass acts. Yep. I think I've supported more drum and bass acts than I have house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because obviously I'm a house DJ. Um, I do veer off and play whatever because I do believe that jo- people don't know what genres are, only unless you're in the music scene. So mm-hmm. they only know what they hear and what they feel. Um, I'm the local dummy. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. I, I just, just know what sounds good. I'm like, I enjoy that, and that's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, when I'm on these lineups with drum and bass, that they are they are obviously hearing something different. Um, but I definitely think that to answer your question, that there has been like a shift in like the younger crowds and understanding what music is or what house music is. Um, they just kind of get fed what's on the radio. So. You know, being on the radio as well is like really important that not just playing commercial stuff, that it's playing stuff that they hear and mm. they get excited about and they shazam it and they find a new artist in, in that aspect. And I have people that are 18 and I also have people that are in their 40s. It just, mm. just any, mm. anybody. It yeah, sounds yeah. good. It sounds good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. That's good. Yeah. So when you're supporting drum and bass acts, do you, obviously it's great that they're booking a house DJ to um, warm up for these drum and bass acts. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Do you find you're uh, adapting your set for the said drum and bass um, act that's coming after you? So do you sort of play something that maybe is a little bit more breaky in your set? Yeah, I think, I mean, you should, it it took me a little while to, to understand this, you should, there's a bit of a balance of playing your sound and my sound is quite high energy, mm. but also you do need to play for your time slot as well. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to opening for a drum and bass act with house, there's so many subgenres. So you can have bass house, which is very similar to drum and bass. Mm. Um, you have tech house, um, and it's just making sure that you have the song selection that is going to be able to bring the energy in the room, so that when the next artist goes, it flows on correctly. Um, but I also like to start off with a song whenever I play or I have an intro of any set. I like to do a bit of what I call like a showstopper yeah. song. Yeah. So I'm like, I command the room with that first song that I play. Mm-hmm. And then I like mm. to take them on a journey. And yeah. then I try to finish it like it's a story. Yeah. So nice. that that last song that I leave them with, it's done. Um, so yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. I like that. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. I was enjoying, uh, before we started off, you were saying that, because you're not the... Um, Tallest human being in the world. Um, I'm apparently, not? You st- apparently, <laughs> isn't I was going to crush. Isn't isn't Pixie ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> 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 I 
Ooh. Ooh. Do you, you stand on a box, we heard. You stand on a box like our yeah. friend Gabrielle. Yeah, so I, I, 90% of the time I need a road case to stand on. And I, for, for the longest time, I'll always go to my set or go to the stage at least 40 minutes before I'm about to jump on just to make sure that I can be tall enough for the decks. Um, actually, even when I, I recently just played at Cellar Stage at, at R&B and when I arrived there, they didn't have anything for me to stand on and it wasn't tall enough. And that's okay. No. Yep. Um, that, you know, th- those things happen, but they usually do have a road case lying yep. somewhere. Yep. And my lovely... Uh, friend with me, Keegan Jones, he actually went and ran around the festival and found a pallet. Oh, cool. Cool. For me to actually stand on. So before I jumped on, he dragged it on and I had to to stand on a pallet, but... It can be a bit of an issue if there's nothing yeah. there. You, you have to you have to get the roadie to crouch down on all fours and you just stand on him. Could you yeah, imagine? Exactly. Yeah. If the roadie's not too busy taking the yellow M and M's out of the train <laughs> yeah, for you, isn't exactly. it? That's what you're doing. Do you have any? When we um, this is something I never thought about as performers. Yeah. Do you have a switch? Is there something that you do or something before you get on stage that takes you from Pixie Lane, the everyday happy girl, to DJ? Um. Yes. Well, I'd say. To be honest, I have to give myself like a pep talk every time I go on stage. Really? Even now. I've been really? doing it for a while, but I still get uh, I still get nervous and I also want to bring my best game. Yep. Um, but the way that I get into motion, and you'll probably notice if you ever watch me play, um, I'm stomping. Really? So I have to stomp into yep. time. Yep. So whenever I put on my USBs and put my headphones on, I always put both of them on. Um I'll listen to the first beat and I'll stomp so that I can get into rhythm yeah. and uh, stomp into being Pixie Lane to cool. march it on and get everyone yeah. going. Nice. <laughs> Does that go through the whole set or is that just the first song? Yeah, it's a whole workout. The moment I became a DJ, I lost some weight. <laughs> you don't need to lose any more weight. I know. I know. Give me all the McDonald's. <laughs> um, but yeah, I stomp the whole way. That's yep. how we keep in, keep in beat. I love that sort of stuff. I think everyone perform acting or even I do voice stuff or yeah. a DJing and all that. Everyone's got their thing. Like when we were backstage with Fat Boy and he goes up and his manager literally slaps him in the face twice. Slaps him in slap, the face. Are slap. You and he says that takes him from Norman Cook to Fat Boy Slap. Yeah. And wow. I was like, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Random. Yeah. So I'm going to ask that question all the time now. I love cool. that. Yeah. yeah, no, I just stomp. No slapping. I could give it a go though. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if I asked my partner, I was like, just slap me twice on the face. Someone's there with like, cameras going, yeah. I've got him. He's yeah. fucked now. He's done. He's done. <laughs> Yeah. That'd be awkward. <laughs> so, um, so we were talking earlier about um, how you sort of got into DJing, and it sort of happened during the pandemic. So, actually, you've got a positive story yeah. for the pandemic. So, tell uh, for, from the pandemic. Uh, so, just talk to us about that. Yeah. So, do you want to know how I actually started DJing? Yes. Okay. We'll start there because um, it's a pretty random story. It's, there's two parts, but we'll keep it to keep it nice and simple. Um, so, I used to live in Canada. Oh, yeah with my lovely partner and we ran out of visas as you do and we came back to New Zealand and when we came back to New Zealand we were like what are we doing here like this isn't yeah. right so I used to live in Whistler and oh, Whistler yep. nice. is like a Queenstown of Did you yep. snowboarded snowboarded nice. yeah so I didn't actually I accidentally ended up in Whistler and yeah. then I had to became a snowboarder yeah. fell in love and I used to snowboard to work and Whoa, yeah, it was so cool. it was great. And the yeah. best part about it was is that I would listen to music in my headphones yep. and I wouldn't talk to anyone and I could snowboard all day. 
And when I came back home to New Zealand, it was foreign and I didn't know what to do with myself anymore. And I was, you know, you come home, you work nine to five, mm. and then all your flatmates watch Netflix. And, yeah. you know, and it's, it's the rat race. It's what, it's what happens. But I found myself quite sad, maybe a little bit depressed. And I thought, I need to find a hobby. And the funniest thing is, is I went to a party with my friend, Isaac, who I've known for years, and he was playing at AV. And it's, I, I don't know if you guys know AV, it's like a, a nightclub. Yeah, in Bret Amart. And I went and watched him and I remember filming him and I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. That, that yeah. sounds fun. I was like, maybe that's the hobby I can take up to get me out of this doom and gloom. And I asked him if he would teach me. And he did. So every Thursday he would come to my house in exchange for dinner. I'd cook him dinner. He would bring his speakers he'd bring his headphones he'd bring his equipment and even a dj table and we'd go back to back every thursday and the fact he did that for for nothing just completely changed my life because um i did that for three months and then january the 18th 2020 i did my first ever set at set nine (laughs) oh wow okay yeah Yeah, nice sorry what was the date again january the 18th 18th. so it was before Yep. Before, before everything before went the, down. Before the blip. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I got the bug. Yeah. And then obviously everything went downhill. Um, but the thing is, is that um, within that, so obviously because in January I had played to a whole crowd and I can't, ex- I can't tell you guys how much I actually practiced for that show. It's for about 20 people, but I probably did 40 hours worth of work yeah. just to be able to play. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't ready. And from there... I I had the bug and this is a true testament that you should always have your friends say your name in a room because he basically started a rumour around around Auckland being like, have you heard of Pixie Lane? Do you know who Pixie Lane is? And everyone would be like, who's Pixie Lane? And so my name started to circle uh-huh. in the scene and obviously the borders had closed and because the borders had closed and they needed female artists to make mm. sure that the – that the lineups are balanced and that there was opportunities. I was booked for Deep Heart and Funky. I think I was four months into DJing. Wow. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Um, Pixie Lane's a great name though because it sounds like a yeah, DJ name. Yeah, yeah. No, Thank I mean, you. De- de- definitely a DJ name. Yeah. Thank yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the, the cool thing is, and we'll get to that soon, mm. um, so January 20, 18th of January 2020 was when I did my first ever set in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. In December, I was playing Cellar Stage R&V. Holy shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, okay. Which was just so insane. So how many, how many people? How many people at Cellar Stage? Yep. I would have said, it was an early slot because obviously, um, I think it would have been around maybe 800,000 people. That's all right. Holy shit. Yeah. Did you find that overwhelming? Very much. Because obviously, yeah. like, playing in a club is slightly different to playing at a festival where you're on a massive stage, massive sound system, barriers in front of you, security, and then a massive crowd. It was it was something that I will never forget. I would say that probably be the best set I've ever done in my life yeah. because yep. of the, the amount of work I put in. Mm. Like, Christmas Day, yeah. I was... A nervous wreck because I knew that New Year's was coming, um, and I my mum had set up like her office. I put my decks in there. Everyone opened up their presents. We ate, and I I spent the whole afternoon playing for my family. My set. 
<laughs> like that's that's what I did. And and the thing is that was most scary was when you're by then I had done enough shows throughout the year to be to understand what I was getting myself into. Yeah. But the thing is as a DJ, especially when you're new, I'd say the biggest fear for most people is actually playing on CDJs. Oh, yeah. Yep. So CDJs are industry standard, yep. but they're very expensive to ah, be able to okay. play. So um, so you playing controller at home? Yeah, I've got a DDJ oh, yeah. 1000, which is... To be fair, they're as similar as you can get very to CDJs, similar, right? So, 100%. Yeah. But when you have, when you're on stage and mm. the bass is different, um, everything else, it's like if you're racing a car, if you're driving a race car and the only time that you actually get to feel that race car is when you're actually in the competition, it feels a little bit off. So yeah. I still don't own CDJs, but yeah. I get to play them often enough anyway. But the, all your tunes sound bigger. Like if you think, like yeah. you're, you're playing them in your front room and going, oh yeah, this is really good. And you play on the system and go, holy shit. So like that's the thing you've got to come, come ad- uh, adjusted to is how big all these tunes sound. Yeah, well, a little trick that... I learned was is that because you actually can't hear what's going on because the bass is so yeah. strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, but you just it, it can be really difficult. You really do have to turn up your your volume. You are definitely most likely damaging your hearing. But you know what? You only live once. <laughs> this is the dream, <laughs> yeah. you know. But you can actually turn up all of your faders. So if you are a DJ and you are listening to this and you are on a big stage, before you count it in on your mixer, turn up everything to a hundred, and you can actually hear it. Mm. And it allows you to be able to bring it in before you actually bring in the song. You turn down all the faders and you're good to go. Have right. you ever forgotten to turn down the faders? Um, oh, I've probably forgotten to do everything. You, yeah. you, you have your first time for, for everything. But it is, it is a bit of a rhythm. Yeah. You do, you, like I said, stomp your feet. Yep. And mm. then you think about your job on this side. And then you've got to think about what your job is on this side. And what's the crowd doing. And mm. um. Some people don't actually play with your, your faders. You can't bring up your bass. You can't bring up both basses at a time because mm. you can actually blow your speakers. Mm. That's a big no-no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it all just becomes motion. So, like, when you do an exercise or when you do a dance, it's the same as that on a, on a CDJ set or controller or, or any form of DJing. So. A lot of the behind-the-scenes event people right now are going, fucking thank you. I can't tell you how many people have have asked me questions on Instagram and I try and I, I'll explain yeah. it to them because they definitely know that feeling of like not having a clue. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's not a lot of resources out there. No. Or, um, I spent, because of lockdown, they did like a special for DJ for you. Um, they did a special where DJs could hire out CDJs for I think like three days for yeah. 150 bucks. and. Yeah. I spent that $150 so that I could be ready to play another set at Cassette 9. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because even though I spent that $150 and it was probably to 100 people and hardly anyone was in that room, um, well, it was pretty full, but the people that were in the room were important. Yeah. Yeah. And they spread the word, which... Word of mouth. ...led led me to being able to play Rhythm and Vines at Mm. the end of the... At the end of the year, because even though it was a small gig, I was ready for it. And so, before you before you started DJing, what kind of um, so you obviously you're a house music fan before that, or what kind of music did you listen to that inspired you to be a DJ? Because obviously, 
you know, being a DJ, uh, only half of it is learning how to play, uh, learning yeah. how to use the gear. Obviously, you've got to have a love for music as well. 100%. So I, I actually started my love for music with, I'd say, hip-hop and R&B. Um, it's I funny, a lot of people say that. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, yeah. And um, even it influences a lot with mm-hmm. what I play even today. Yeah. And I used to dance. So I used to oh, be... Okay. Used oh, to really? Like, People probably don't know this. I used to like uh, be a hip hop dancer back in the day. Wow, Stop yeah. it. that's amazing! And you know, like I said before, if I came back to New Zealand and I was like, "What am I going to do now?" and I just thought I was—I didn't want to get back into dancing. But yep. what could I do that involved music? Yep. Um, and house music, I—I I think I actually discovered it more overseas in Canada because it'd be, you know, it'd be what you'd hear in, in the nightclubs and also drum and bass. Um, but I listen to everything. Like I, I, I'll listen to anything that makes me move or makes me feel. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, a, there's a soundtrack for every moment in the world, don't you Correct. reckon? Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you hit the ground running with your career yes. three odd years ago. Yeah. Um, where are you now? How, how have you advanced? What's, what's been happening? Well, I, I released my first tune in December. Nice. Oh shit. Yes. That's cool. So also because you know you, we played rhythm and vines that first year, and then we went back into lockdown. I thought, what are we going to do now? And um, some advice was, why don't you pick up production? Yeah. And I don't know what I like more. I don't know if I love production more or DJing more because yeah. I could easily sit in a room for ten hours and. Get my producer tan. <laughs> nice. What do you use to create music? FL. FL oh, yeah. Studio. Oh, so that's Fruit, Fruity Loops? Fruity it? Loops, yeah, that's the that's one. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting to see what people use. Like It's either Ableton, Fruity Loops, or yeah. um, yeah, what's the other one? Uh, Logic. Logic, uh, yeah. yeah. I started off with Ableton and mm. I just got confused. Mm. And it got, it got to a point where I was about to give up and then... I just found um, my best friend Isaac, who I produce with, who also taught me how to DJ. Mm. Um, he said, "Download, download Free Loops, give it a go, and mm. we're going to produce together. Makes more sense." So I ended yeah. up going down that path. Oh, nice! Um, but yeah, Frequency, our first song that was released in December, it was playlisted on the radio. Nice. Crazy! Yeah, yeah. Um, we've only had it out for two months. We've hit over ten thousand streams already. Actually, we're on twelve thousand. Wow, that's amazing! And like four and a half thousand listeners, which is just mental. Do you do <laughs> do you sit down in an area like say you're in the gym or something, and like that tune comes on? Do you sort of go? Yeah, yeah. Oh, driving, and it comes yeah. on the radio. Like, <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Do you know what the craziest thing is? Is that just you know it, it's been one thing being able to you know play people's music, but being able to play my own songs yeah. in sets and having people sing it back to me oh, has wow, just okay. been has, has been moments where I've been like floored. I'm I, I don't even understand how that you know there's something that I have sacrificed with my best friend hours and hours of time and sleep and even just like having time with my partner i'd mm. love to be able to go on date night but right now this yeah. is important career, right? yeah. career. Yeah. um so it's really nice to be rewarded with someone singing that back to you so are you a full-time dj at the moment or do you have another well, profession well actually i used to work in events as oh, yeah. a like a um 
I, I am full-time DJ at the moment. Yeah. So I used to work in events, not – it was corporate events. And it got to a point where I couldn't actually sustain mm. working a, a part-time job and DJing and producing. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, full-time DJ, producer. Is For now. Is that, like, scary to even, like – Yeah, <laughs> it is. It it's is. like you're living the dream. It is. You know what? It's just like you have to be really disciplined. Yeah. And there's always something to do and always things that are going on. Um, and – it's, I think like just because it is quite new, I, I do need to figure out how I separate my two worlds, mm. you know, because my whole world is music at the moment. Mm. Um, but here for it. We'll see, we'll see where we are in a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, like, if you got this far in a year, yeah. holy shit, five years. Who I knows? just don't know how it's happened, to be yeah. honest. Well, I do. Lots of hard work um, and an amazing community like the music community in New Zealand is incredible I think that it might seem more intimidating to people on the outside but everybody's there to help everybody yeah. um, and there's there's lots you can learn from yeah. what does the Irishman do does he do anything does he do something in this industry as well he or is doesn't he yeah. is he is totally your hands on cooks me dinner uh, has has himself a, a Land Rover that he likes to fix, and he works in <laughs> construction, and um, he absolutely loves music as well. Uh, we we totally um, have a passion for music together. Cool. Um, he will send me songs always throughout the week. He'll be like, "I think you'll play this," um, which is quite romantic, to be honest. Yeah, you know, yeah. who knew sending a song to someone would be so a romantic yep. gesture? Is he at most of your gigs then? No, not anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, the amount of gigs you do is probably a bit yeah. of hard work to get to them, right? Um, yeah. He comes to the special ones. He definitely yeah. comes to the ones that are, you know, that are a big opportunities. He certainly will be there, but I couldn't, I couldn't expect him to come to all of them because it's not an easy lifestyle. Um, yeah. I don't actually drink very much when I do J either. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I think I'd be alcoholic otherwise. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good, though. I mean, it helps. I find drinking too much, or because I can understand how you can slip into that, definitely. Yeah, and um, it just slows you down. It's it just does. not as quick. You know, it feels good, but one becomes another and another and another. Before you know it, you're not so much drunk. It's just you're just not thinking sharply. Yeah, you know. So that's important, especially if you're doing as many as you are. In fact, most of the guests that we've had on here who certainly do back to back to back gigs, pretty much all of them have, have either said they've quit drinking yep. during that period or slowed right down. Yeah, because you just can't do it. A hundred percent. I would probably mm. say. I have drank the least amount of drinking. I don't know if that's English, but I haven't drunk much in the last uh, in the last three years, really. Especially when you start playing later. Yeah. So if you're playing at you know twelve to one or mm. those headlining times or one to two, everybody's already drunk anyway. So. Yeah. 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 The other thing is that obviously, as a professional, you're getting paid for this. You don't want to rock up looking absolutely fucking pissed as yeah. and then like getting on I think there's this thing about DJs uh, not so much now there used to be a stigma right you know a few years back where like you'd expect DJs to get trashed and then yeah. uh, and I think a lot of DJs will probably drink for the Dutch courage or even like it's just part and parcel of the industry but you know from a punter's point of view you don't really you, you know you're there and you're, you're obviously you're having a good time and everything but you want to like hear a decent set from a DJ who's doing it professionally not some idiot mm. who's pissed and yeah. you know like shredding your ears because and He's put yeah. the treble up too much. Absolutely. And word spreads fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. There's nothing worse than – it is a job. And it is, mm. it's – I know that you can get away with being wasted and playing. That's okay. Mm. But, mm. Um, yeah, 
the people that are paying to actually see you don't deserve that. And I, I mean, I wish I could play drunk. I wish I could, but I, no. I'd be terrible. Yeah. Well, your job is to make other people drink and yeah. they say never take your own supply. Oh, That's true. There we there go. go. Let true. me write that down. <laughs> Quote me on that one. Okay. <laughs> so I had that on Narcos, just saying. <laughs> mm. So what have you got coming up? What's next for you? Um, there's actually an announcement tonight. So I... This doesn't go out until... I know. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, go uh, ahead probably just out. Yeah, so I'm uh, playing, I'm headlining with Savage on the 25th of March. Savage. Savage. Mean. Yeah, one yep. of the female uh, headliners for that. And um, that's at Winyard Pavilion. Um, and then I get to go down to Dunners, to Dunedin, and I'm nice. playing uh, Baseline Festival. Oh, cool. Um, which will be fun. And there's lots of really cool things that are coming up but that you're just not allowed to announce them. Otherwise, yeah, ruin ruin the yep. bubble and the yeah, hype. Yeah. Um, is there a certain way to, like, oh, they, they do this on purpose to try and get hype and, like, people interested? Like, yeah. yeah. So which, is, yeah, yeah. which is fair enough. Yep. Exactly. But that gets announced tonight, which will be in us tomorrow yeah. or the day after. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's fine. Mm. Yeah. And that's really – I'm really looking forward to that one because um, – that's been booked since last year. I did yep. a I did a tour with um, a, this is with Coastal Promotions, and I did a tour with um, Casey Lights, and they. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, he's such a good producer. I love his productions; they're he, so cool. He's amazing. I accidentally got um, got to go on tour with him, so they had two different promoters, mm. and they both asked me to be his special guest. Oh wow! Oh, sweet, that's cool. Yeah, I was like, okay, unofficially yeah. on yeah. tour with you, mate. Nice. And I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but let's do it anyway. Um, he his rider is just so pure. He has bananas and coconut water, and is super like oh, yeah. chill, so sweet. healthy. Wait. Yeah, could you imagine just turning up and no playing your set and then... Yeah. No rails on the table, he just wants it. He wants clean? banana, wants coconut good? water. Yeah. yeah, I really admired that. And then we were actually late or our, um, our flight got delayed yep. back from Wellington to Auckland and he pulled out this banana and he said, say, why <laughs> is this a good idea? <laughs> I was like, actually, that, that's, you know... I wish I had bananas on my uh, so on my rider. What is on your rider? rider? Yeah. Surely, surely, surely your rider must be something to stand on. Oh no! Well, <laughs> so you have a tech rider, and then obviously oh, you've right. got your yeah. other rider. But yes, um, yes, I do have. I do like to acknowledge to people. People do acknowledge my height and always have something for me to stand on nowadays. Cool. Um, on my rider, so I like to have things I can share. Mm. So when you're at a festival, um, there is obviously a lot of people that are a part of the process. So I always ask for a box of favourites. Oh, cool. And I, <laughs> I, so I, have a bo- I have a bottle of vodka with soda and lime, and that means that I can share drinks with everyone. Yep. I, would never, yep. I would never drink a whole bottle of vodka. I'd, get, I'd be in a field somewhere dying. Um, Do you clarify that when you ask for that? So you go, like, I'd like a bottle of vodka, please. I am sharing it with everyone. No, yeah. no. Just to clarify. No, I can take it. I want to, but a bottle of vodka, freshly cut limes, you know, you need to squeeze some lime juice in there, yep. some ice, um, generally some some nibbles, and yeah, a box of chocolates. And I usually go and give them out to security, and I give them out oh. to oh, people around. That's nice, isn't it? Well, oh. do you know what though? Like, if anyone get this is tip one hundred and one, and I learned this from a friend, is is that if you're nice to those people, if you wanted someone to come through, or if you wanted some help and support, they're mm. going to always remember that, and then they'll scratch your back like you yeah. scratch theirs. Yeah. So yeah. it's all give and take, really. Yeah. So what would be in your rider? Yeah, what would <laughs> be in rider. your rider? Yeah. 
I don't think I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> there are some weird say. ones. There, there are some weird ones. Like a lot of people ask for fresh socks, which is fair. Yeah, that's, that's quite fair. a good one. That's fair enough. Because he was yeah. quite sweaty. Um, mm. I do know someone that asked for a gift for his wife and a photo of Steve Irwin is on his right just for a joke. Yeah. Oh, for a joke. Okay. Right. But they do it, you know. Yeah. I read an article, not oh, it was a while ago now, but I read this article. You know how they say The Who and um, Rolling Stones and all that, they have these ridiculous writers, right? Like yes. Eminem's taking the yacht. That's actually all true. Yes, it is. And it was, they weren't being idiots. Like the media will read it and they put mm. it in the Rolling Stone magazine and says, oh, they're high maintenance and rah, 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 rah. Mm. But it's not actually them who asks for it. It was their managers. And why they did that was if they if the writer was correct to that degree, they felt comfortable and safe being on stage. That they were going to get up and get electrocuted. Clearly, these guys know what they're doing. Absolutely. But if something was wrong with their writer, if something as ridiculous as that, then they would question whether they can go on or not. You know, I thought that was fascinating. It I is. That makes absolutely sense. It does. It's like yeah. is the is the machine that's running this? Is it a well oiled one or what's yeah. what's broken? Yeah. But it, it is true. You can. Yeah. Yeah. I could imagine. I wish I had that power. If I was like ah. <laughs> oh, they didn't give me my limes or the chocolates aren't here. I'm not going to play. They'd probably just say, okay. Well, it sounds like you've got one of the best riders. So just just take a note. Mm. When we're backstage yep. with Pixie Lane, yes. we'll do some filming. Shares yes. rider. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. No, definitely. Yep. Come. Bo- I Bottle of vodka, you say? Bottle of vodka. <laughs> soda and I'll bring glasses. We <laughs> want some we're chocolate. We're walking in with ice we'll bring, in a cup. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll bring the mixer. We'll like some yeah. chicken yeah. chips. Here's some snacks. Yeah. No, definitely. Yes. It's essential. Sometimes it's a really long day. Snacks, yeah, exactly. chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, Drinks yeah. are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so what else goes on behind stage for you? Do you like to spend time to yourself before you go up as well as having friends drinking vodka? Um, yeah, before I actually play, I'm I'm horrible. Yeah. <laughs> my partner would say, you're horrible. And well, it's not that I'm horrible, but I do just need to get into my own head. Mm. Um, yep. I'm quite an introvert, believe it or not. So I'm extroverted, but I'm introverted and I get my energy from being alone. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, and so... Um, yeah, I do just need to kind of not talk to anybody. I do talk and I am nice, but I'm not as present as what I would be after mm. a show or what, what yeah. I am now. And that's just because I want to get it right. Mm. Try to think of all the things that are, that could go wrong. Um, yep. that's, that's understandable. And it's the same when you're DJ is like, you don't really want somebody interrupting and, and breaking your concentration. Right? Yeah. You know, even though like when you're in a club, people think it's okay to come and like shout requests or, or like, ask for a photo look i mean if yeah. you've got fans doing that obviously you've got to like oh, you know absolutely appreciate that and you've got to, but it but it does break your concentration right and yeah. you are trying to it's not just a case of queuing a tune up and then you know sticking it on there is a lot more to it oh and absolutely. it takes a lot of yeah. concentration it definitely does take a lot of concentration but i also think as well is is that like you said with I, I mean, maybe that could work. It could slap in the face. Like you, it mm. is just about trying to get yourself ready and being in the best version as you, of yourself. Like yeah. sometimes I think DJing or being a musician in New Zealand is it the same? And maybe this is this isn't right, but is it the same as being like a New Zealand athlete? Like you still have to mm. have that same kind of concentration. Yeah. You're still representing, yeah. you know, yourself and yeah. those aspects. It's just sometimes you've got to be knocked out of your own head. Yeah, hundred you know percent. I mean? Like even like. I work behind the camera and in front of it and do other things as well. And all of those things, there's the tendency to have um, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. There's always a tendency to have imposter syndrome. So that it's always good to just, I don't know, do something, slap yourself in the face or something along those lines. Yeah. 
throw your yeah. head against the wall. <laughs> just, to, just to switch out. Yeah. So, DJ mishaps. This is my favourite question. Okay. So, have you got any interesting questions where things uh, didn't really go as planned? It happens all the time. Probably every set something What's your doesn't go. One? Yeah. Oh, my favourite one. Um, or the funniest one. Let's the go with funniest that. one. Um, I once played a show where there was only one CDJ that was working. Oh. <laughs> you need to have two. Yeah. Um, and that was actually my light bulb moment that I realised it doesn't really matter if you ever mess up ever again. <laughs> I was going to say, so how did, how did you work with that then? Well, I couldn't. Um, I have heard of someone trying to DJ off one CDJ with like a aux cord or they've tried to do something uh, yeah. to try and do both. But every time a song would finish, I would just click stop and then put the next song on. Easy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't but but that was the moment in my life that I realized these people on the floor don't hate me. These yeah. people on the floor are still having a good time. There's a little bit of a pause and yeah. we're okay. Did they yeah. did they kind of get what was going on though? Oh, yeah. they did, so that was all right. Yeah. Oh, actually, I don't know, Yeah, to be honest. Um, like, the crowd is, is what yeah. you're meaning. Did yeah, they yeah sorry, the crowd, yeah, yeah. I think so, but people are forgiving. I think yeah. you think that if you, if you mess up, that the crowd's going to go, boo, or yeah. that's, that's terrible. I haven't yeah. had that yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, fingers crossed. Um, but they don't. They just understand and just keep going as long as, the, as, long as you've got the right music. I was so, going to say, as long as you're putting tunes out that they want to yeah. move to and you know that's that's the, that's the thing isn't it you know? and also it's not just about the tunes it's also about like your attitude behind stage mm, the presence it is the yeah. presence um i know that when i'm really into uh, a song i've got my hands up i'm trying to dance with everyone i like to like look at people and they look at me and we have a moment it's really fun <laughs> that's really interesting because uh i don't want to name drop but when i interviewed norm that's gonna run for the whole year <laughs> <laughs> anyway my point is so when i interviewed norman kirk obviously that's what he said he said look as a dj he likes to interact with the yes. audience so he me like too. he makes a point of looking at people directly in the eye me too you know that mm. kind of contact that's, in, that's interesting you yeah. say that. i think that's special and like you can you can really lock eyes with someone and they might have they might have not had much of they might have been right at the back and then they see you and you wave and then they yeah. wave and you have this little moment and yep. i know that it was special like it was special for me hope it was for you too yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> um but it is as important. he closes his trench coat. yeah sorry lowering lowering the hey, tide <laughs> No, but I think that's so important. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people do say to me, you just have so much energy. Yeah. And um, Well, I think just talking to you now, we can see that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so funny because yeah. this is my baseline. Wow. Like, okay. like, I feel like this is yeah. like who I am. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, when I need to, it, it does run out. My batteries do get low. And yep. when I need to be like... Mm. On my own, or get back to being myself, or close the doors and listen to music. Mm. And so that's a, that's an interesting thing. So how do you relax? How do you sort of come mm. away from it and have some downtime? So what what do you like to do? Just go into my little studio and. So it's still music then. It is. Yeah. I think I'm. I so you don't just, go off and have a, like a spa or anything like that. Um. Do you know what I think that my my mum always says go and earth yourself, mm -hmm. which is actually a really kind of cool way yeah. of. Um, doing things so I'll go for a walk on the beach um, remember I used to live in Whistler which is just yep. a complete nature city so I do have a dog um, oh, yeah. I walk home every day get yeah. out of nature and is the dog bigger than you 
No. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> I wanted you to turn around and go, I've got a great Dane. It I walks would love me. That. I would be scared. <laughs> um, no, he, he is a, he's a Steffi Cross Cowpie. So he's almost. I love Steffi. Oh, yeah. He is yeah. the best. Mm. He's so cuddly. Um, so, yeah, just. But I, I am always listening to music. And the thing is, is that when you're DJing and you're DJing as much as I do, you're always wanting to discover like new music or that new artist. And when you find that song, you're like, oh, I could just imagine this here. You can kind of pocket it away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'm not deaf when I'm 80. Probably will be. Do you, do you wear earplugs? I do. Yeah. yeah, I do now. Not when I'm DJing. I can't do it yet. Yep. Um, but it's such an important thing, especially when you're at gigs, is to have some ear protection. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, you can lose it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. I'm what? My my hearing, yeah, eh? <laughs> my hearing, my hearing got damaged. One side, I lost a tone uh, when I went to a U two concert once. Oh wow! No, that, that's just because it was U two. <laughs> <laughs> I like them anyway. No, but it was so phenomenally loud that I it was painful. Yeah, and I've been, and that was just too much. And I come out of that, you get the ringing in the ear and whatever, mm-hmm. and then. After a while, I was just, just slightly the top end. My, my tweeters aren't working that well in here. It's mm. weird. Just on that one side. Oh, so that's permanent. Yeah. That, I've had that since like 2000. When did I hear? 2005? Yeah. You do have to look after your hearing. Like, you um, Yeah, especially as DJs, you know, and especially if you want, uh, you know, to have a long career. Yes. You know, um, and um, they say start early, which you have, which is great. Yeah, you know? well, I actually um, used to have a perforated eardrum as a child. Oh, out. Okay. Yeah, mm. so that, that means that my, my eardrum had a big hole in it. Mm. Right. And um, I did have to have, I think I was 10 when I had to get it regrafted because it was so big. So, so believe it or not, like I, I do have hearing in it. I did have a little yeah. bit of hearing mm. loss, I believe. But yeah, yeah. Um, it, I've, I think even from a child, I've always known how important it is to mm. make sure you can keep your hearing. Otherwise, Absolutely. But I, would, I wouldn't like give up my DJing or anything mm. for, for it. I'd rather go deaf when I'm old and <laughs> learn how to do, do sign language, like live it now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Beethoven was still creating music when he was deaf. Exactly. So there you go. Yeah, stop. Exactly. Well, I think, like, you know, I mean, as long as you look after yourself, then there's no reason why you can't do both. Exactly. You know, so do, you, do you keep yourself fit in that? Do I? Yeah, just to keep up with the schedule? Um, I walk my dog every day. You would never catch me in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Fair um, and I absolutely love takeaways, love McDonald's burgers, everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not, it's my partner that's like, Girl, you're gonna eat some veggies. Um, but I think, yeah, I am the type of person that would like exercise if I don't know I'm exercising. So if I'm snowboarding, or yeah. if I'm walking up a hill, or yeah. um, doing something like that. But I think with DJing, obviously stomping for an hour, True. it's a workout in itself. Yeah, you yeah. sweat a lot up there. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> I bet. No, I was just because you mentioned like they're not drinking and all that sort of yeah. stuff, and I'm just wondering anything else that you do to try and keep yourself in shape mentally as well as physically. Um, I just think that it's just really important to be around great people. Yeah, I've got a really, I've got a really amazing um, group of people that back me, and there are down days. There's yep. certainly down days where you're like. Has the wave actually hit the sand yet? Is this for me? Am I doing it right? How do I grow? Because you do, you hit these milestones where yeah. your your sound starts to change. Mm. Um, you might have someone else do it differently and you question, should I do this? Um, and you are uncomfortable all the time. Um, 
And I think the way that I com- combat that is just trying to grow my comfort zone every little bit. So seeing it as a challenge opposed to seeing it as like a, a bad thing. What do you mean you're uncomfortable all the time? I'm uncomfortable all the time. Well, it's scary going on stage. Yeah. It's yeah. scary going onto the radio. It's scary talking here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. Richard freaks me. I know. <laughs> no. But it's all those it's all yeah. those stories you tell in your head of all those all those things that can right. go wrong. Yeah. Um, and do you find that keeps you hungry? Like that f- that fear or that nervousness is the thing that just you just push through, get up there, get, get into yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think so. Uh, even before I became a DJ, one of the reasons why I went travelling was is that I had this realisation that I wasn't learning or growing in my life. And so I actually just hopped on a plane and thought, this is uncomfortable, I'm going travelling by myself. Oh, wow. And <laughs> so how old were you when you did that? Um, I was 19. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that is brave. Yeah, okay. But I, on your own? Yeah. Oh, shit. But I, like I said, introvert. Yeah. You know, I'm okay yeah. doing that by myself. Yeah, um, yeah. Wow. And yeah, but because of that experience, that taught me if I do something that's uncomfortable and that, you know, good things come from that. I mm. made mm. some of the best memories. I've, I've met the best partner of my life, you know. We've yeah. grown up, we've spent our whole 20s together. Um, Are you adorable? I know. <laughs> yes. yeah, no. And he's Irish. How perfect is that? I know. Very, very <laughs> lucky. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think that. If you are uncomfortable, it's actually when you push past it, it's very, very, very rewarding. I've yep. just learned that. Yep. Um, yeah. I think it's a lot of things with life. I think we're getting yeah. very comfortable in life. You know, everything's there for us now. Technology has made it that you know we're not wanting for anything. Yeah. And I think that's a. I think that's a problem. I it's think we boring, ne- don't we, you think? Yeah. Like it's so boring if yeah. you're just. We need to be challenged. Yeah. We need to be. A, we need to once in a while go camping and have to dig the toilet or have to cook your food on a stove or, exactly. or start a fire, that sort of stuff. And obviously, that's very rudimental. What I'm talking about there, but there are other things like what you're saying. Put yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And exactly. do something. Like, yeah. And push yourself. And then life's just worth living. You're going to get to eighty, and you're going to be like, fuck. I'm I've done some stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Some stuff. Yeah. I've never wanted to live like a boring, a normal life. Not a normal life, but I've yeah. never liked to kind of follow the norm. Yeah. yeah. Like to kind of see and ask, and why why is this this way? Or yeah. what does it look like in, in yeah. this perspective? So well, I think if you don't push yourself, you just end up like one of these people on social media all day just complaining about everything. Yeah. Oh, this is my bit. I'm doing my bit. I'm complaining. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's funny though because like you do get people that. So I find it quite comforting if everybody around me is happy. Yeah, mm. and I don't. I prob- I don't really like it if someone is. Like, I don't mind if someone's complaining. I'll definitely listen. But I yeah. think it's more uncomfortable. Like more, it takes more energy if someone's moaning about the way that things are. Like if we could just yeah. be happy and enjoy it, then yeah. it's actually easier to control that room than it yeah. is with someone being I- a bit. I, I, I agree with that, but I'll tell you what, if you go and live in the UK... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That is so true. Um, actually, just speaking about that, um, yeah. well, not necessarily the UK, but um, so where do you see Pixie Lane in the next sort of three to four years? Have you got aspirations of touring internationally? I would love to. I would love to. It, it took me a good like year to realise, in my first year of DJing, I was, didn't even really call myself a DJ. Mm. Like I... Didn't, like I, it was a hobby. I was doing well, but I was a bit, you know, a bit worried that maybe it all hit the sand and that was a fun blip. And then now that we're in year three and I'm producing music and things are still going well, yeah. Um, I definitely would just like to 
go international, but have a career forever. Yep. I want to be fat yeah. boy slim, but like girl version <laughs> where I'm still like, you know, I'm changing people's lives and traveling yeah. the world. That would be the dream. Yeah. Um, how to get there, I don't know. Well, Nor- Norman Cook is almost 60. Yeah. And, he, and you yeah. can tell he's just as passionate now as he's always been. So, exactly. you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's what the industry does, I guess. Exactly. It would be interesting as well, just being a female. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we're, with being a female, there's, there's not many of us. Um, and it'd be nice to create a career that's got longevity, but also be an example for other people. Mm, yeah. You know, maybe one day when I'm a bit older, like what will be like when I'm a DJ and, you know, yeah. preggy lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if that, if, if that ever happens, like, yeah, well, yeah. like well, you do think about those things, you're like, oh, well, will Michael look after the kid? Will people still like me as a DJ? Or will they see me as Pixie Lane? So, um, but I still, I will do this forever. I'm just imagining yeah. you on stage, huge gut. <laughs> just like DJing all No, I just, I'll just ask for like no um, road case and just stand there that way. So I'm just yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Can imagine. Your rider okay. would definitely be different. Yeah, it oh, would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'd buy the bananas and Rest coconut pads. water. Bananas, yeah. coconut water. Can I get, yeah. uh, can I get some ice cream with a little yeah. bit of broccoli in it? And just all this weird <laughs> shit that pregnant woman want. I don't know. Oh, no thanks, yeah. <laughs> But then I also think I'm like, well, sweet, I could produce music for forever. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. for me, I, I don't see it ending. I, I couldn't that's cool. give up on that, and it'll be yeah. interesting to see where we are there. Yeah. I think that's what you want out out of out of a job. They say that if you if you do your hobby for a job, you never work a life in your day, uh, mm-hmm. never work a day in your life. And I think when you look at old acts like Norm or like the Rolling Stones or those those older guys, you just think to yourself, if they stop, they'd probably die. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what keeps them alive. Yeah, yeah. And it's so cool to find something that makes you feel so alive. Yeah. And right. there's always like, uh, you're forever learning. I'm still learning now. Mm. Yeah. It's not a career where you, if you if you do think that you know it all, then um, it's probably not the career for you because there is just so many different techniques and so yeah. many different genres or ways to do things. Yeah. To Yeah, that's great. So well, One thing's for sure. I mean, you show so much passion, and that's so obvious. You know, yeah. just talking to you. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Thank you. I'm glad that it shines. Yeah. So, where can people find your stuff online? Um, so you can find me obviously on Spotify. If you want to mm-hmm. listen to Frequency, you too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously on. Um, you can you can find me on Instagram at pixelone underscore and on Facebook. And also you can find me on TikTok at the moment. Such a millennial. I know. <laughs> I've just started. No, no, I've just started and it's very confronting, but I know it's so important. It's random. Yeah, it is yeah. true. That it is, is true. Yeah. I started one of those as well. Did you? Yeah. How's it going? Like, it's fine. I, I, I use it. I don't get addicted to like looking at stuff. It's, it's tempting, but yeah. I just can't be bothered. I purely <laughs> use it to just get out there and try and build audience yeah. for what we're doing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, oh, honestly, like, I, I, I hate to sort of bring this up again, but like, honestly, when you, when you have kids, you don't have time for that shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like, I mean, I, I do sit on social media just to have a look at uh, like, you know, the usual Facebook and Instagram yeah. and like, but like, you know, your life is so busy with family life and, our outside interests and everything like yeah. it really does take up a lot of your time as we talk about you're too busy challenging yourself 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They actually fuck around with TikTok. Well, I tell yeah. you what, it's absolutely essential. If you want to yeah. have a career, part of mm. a part of being a DJ is also being able to market yourself because it's, it's a business. Yeah. Because people are interested in what you want to do. Yeah, like, I know. Know. Yeah. And now they expect that accessibility. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's the thing. Like, I, I feel very, very uncomfortable. I haven't... I haven't posted a video being like, hi, it's Pixie Lane here. Yeah, I'm walking my dog. I'm know. here walking my dog and I'm going to let you in. Yeah. Um, I'm totally having the best fondue right now. I know. <laughs> this picture of it. So cool. Wow. I wow. I just yep. don't know why people... Uh, yeah, it's what okay. we're used to though. I yeah, feel like... I guess so. It's, uh, you know, it's... I definitely would love to be able to get more information from people that I look up to. And if they're doing certain things, then mm, especially yeah. if we've been in lockdown or yeah, we've true. had things stop true, true. and start, mm. maybe that's bred us to want reality and, and normality mm. of other people. Cause mm. I think also because we're so bombarded with um, you know, one-line articles and everyone's just trying to get that soundbite and all that sort of thing, we are looking for that genuine thing. There's still a market for, you know... What do you call it? Influencer chicks on the beach showing the bum and all that sort of thing. There's always a market for that. But more and more now, people want long form. People are wanting a bit of honesty. They want genuine, you know what I mean? And ironically, you have to sort of practice to be genuine. And it's not that you can't be genuine. It's just a different form Mm. when you are talking in front of a camera or at a mic. Like, Mm. are you able to show up and show who you are? I, I, I can't at the moment, but... We'll see. You're we'll doing get pretty there. bloody good here. Oh, thank say. you. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, but like if I was to be like at home by myself trying to talk to an audience, some people uh, just have an art of being able to really make it feel like mm. you're with them. And yeah, I haven't yeah. mastered that yet, but you no. wait. Well, you don't see the 32 <laughs> other takes they've done to try yeah. and make it seem yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, as exactly, genuine yeah. as possible. Very much. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with DJing. Like it probably looks like a... Just turned up and plugged my USB in, but yeah. hours and hours. That's and what hours you do, isn't it? it? This whole the sometimes that's just a prop, eh? Hey, yeah. Whole jicky jicky thing, right? There are jicky jicky thing. You prepare your mix, yeah. you press play, and then you pretend to press the buttons, yeah, and then go like that. Yeah, Can you imagine? That would be so boring. There are people that do it though. There are people that just they'll probably put on one track and. Um, no one in New Zealand that I know of, but there are mm. um, what they would call like timed shows. So the the music is timed with the visual. Yeah. So they will just right. pretend to, yeah. to play so that it's... Mm. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I don't blame them for doing that. I think that's just, you, it's a big show. Yeah, You're, I get that. It's a different type of show. I, exactly. I if, it's, if it's their own music and they've made that music, you can kind of accept that. That's yeah. all right, you know. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess if they're playing live and there's the you know the doing some keyboard or or even singing. Yeah, yeah. Um, this thing about Peking Duck when we saw them, like they were singing to some of their own tracks, and, and they actually had mm. a lot of, like a singer come on that was. Uh, did you go to the? Did you go to? The I was playing. Of course, I was yeah. so <laughs> sad. I was so sad. I wanted to come, but I was um, I was on exactly the same time as um, Fat Boy Slim, so I would have like bought my ticket and wouldn't have been able to see him. Um, see him. But I've seen Peking Duck in Whistler. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. And Canadian Day, and they are just phenomenal. I love the energy. Oh, yeah. so much they're energy. So much energy. Such funny guys as well. They're, mm-hmm. they're a great example of who does social media really well. Is that right? Yeah, they do social media bloody yeah, great. They're well. funny. They're engaging. Mm. Yeah. They um, promote. There's 
uh, one of them like lives in California and one lives in, in Sydney. And oh, they'll okay. like both do different stories. I'll like log into the account and they'll oh. be like, hey, mate, how's your day going? Oh, the yeah. other one will be like, I'm doing well, bro. And oh, you can actually follow it. So, yeah. Yep. yeah. It's a pure yeah. example of who does it really well. too old to start just do it. <laughs> just do it. But who watches TV anymore? Like, do yeah, you know exactly. Netflix now? You you can't steal your mum or dad's uh, account unless you live with them. So how do they? How do they? I don't, I've looked into that. It I, just I've, started just this started, week. Yeah. I how do they, how do they know? Because it's a location based now. I think. Stop it. Yeah, which is horrific. That's actually quite clever. I know, and yeah. but that's annoying because like I'm I'm not going to get Netflix. I don't really need it. Like there you go. Yeah. So cheap. But if they, <laughs> I have production things I'd like to buy. Sure, like, oh, fair, enough. fair enough. I would buy it if I used it, but not enough. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I knew th- I knew they were k- kicking into that, but yeah. yeah. But true, no, I don't watch any terrestrial TV anymore. It's mm-hmm. all TikTok. TikTok. See, no, it's not TikTok. Come on. <laughs> and YouTube, YouTube. I know some people well into their forties who hours looking yeah. at TikTok shit. They just yeah. get stuck. They yeah. don't realize they're stuck. You know? What's the psychology behind it? Does anyone know? Oh, there's so much to it. Uh, Got to like be everything from the color of the of the signals on your phone. Everything that's just they just know. Yeah, it's very very smart people who are getting us addicted to looking at screens. Yes, totally. and 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 influencing you, and influencing you, not me. But cool if you're influencing <laughs> in the right way. Cool if you're influencing in the right way. Yeah, but yeah. there's also like influencing in the wrong way, as in you know. I don't want to get political, but Ooh. you know certain political things, and yeah. um, you know you it's can you can nudge people to the left, or you can nudge people to the right, or you can oh. nudge them extremely to the right. You know, are so we talking about when you know there was COVID and there was you oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, lots of opinions of on yeah, that? Yeah, you know, exactly, yeah, yeah. But the thing it is, there's a problem. I think the problem isn't so much the people; it's the algorithms. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the way that we're able to get stuck in a bubble. You watch a certain thing, you get yeah. fed the same thing. And to me, that's boring. I don't want to see the same thing. I'd like to know what my enemies are. Not that I have enemies. Oh, are you I sure? Do. Maybe I, I do. It kind of looked like you did. <laughs> I felt like I it was quite natural. It just came out. My like. enemies are my nemesis. No, but <laughs> you, know, you, you do want to know how the other world thinks. And that's mm. why I think it's important to do things like podcasts and, mm. and branch out a little bit yeah. and try and find new things. And Yeah. Try and find, get fed from all angles so that you can come to your own conclusion. It's another thing that takes you out of your comfort zone. Exactly. You know? You're uncomfortable having to listen to people who think mm. differently about you. Well, you could be, but if you learn how to accept it and listen to it. And but the, fl- the flip gross. side of that is that if, you're, if you've got a strong mentality, that's okay. But if you're heavily influenced by people, mm. then it can have a really negative effect, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, it's that's like you wouldn't give an alcoholic a beer. Heavily, you know. Well, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think Um, if you're like, you're saying if they don't have the tools to be able to think on their own, then those tools, and they're not being built, then it can Mm. be quite dangerous. And everyone's got access to social media, right? Yeah, even children. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. children as well, yeah. Well, we're getting quite deep. I know, I was like, where is it going? This is great. (laughs) But, oh, you want (laughs) to circle it back to music, I says that you can't have a music career without it. Yep. Yeah. You true. can't. Very true. You can't. And like if you know, you say to me today, like, do you want to go international? And a very well one, the positive side is, is that I can reach all of the world right yeah. now mm-hmm. and yeah. show the world me without having to connect and use other people. So that's one positive side. Yep. yep. But also on the other side, is is that there's everybody there and it's uncomfortable to do and mm-hmm. you have to do it constantly. Mm. 
Mm. Otherwise, you might become irrelevant. Yeah, no, that's very true. And it I is. think that's also a good point is there is we, we are able to reach internationally now. Yeah. Like it used to be that, you know, there used to be two channels on TV and that was it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but these days we all have access and we all have the ability to reach an audience far greater than what's just here in New Zealand. Exactly. And we can actually, you know, get a lot much further reach. It's just trying to work out how to do it and having the patience and the consistency to do it. Yeah. Mm. Or even, you know, you have international artists like we spoke about before. They come to New Zealand and you, you're able to still connect with them on Instagram and you can talk to them and build those relationships and allow them to still be yeah, a relationship. Absolutely. And I think the other thing is, is it's good to attract pe- people like that to yeah. New Zealand because... Yes, we have internationals here, but there's a lot more that we can attract because there's a lot more that go to Aussie that don't come here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I just want, like, it'll be great when the internationals do come here and go, shit, I'm so glad I came here, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a cool place to go. Yeah. You know, it's the crowds are amazing. The gigs are great. You know, I had a great time. The I podcasts mean, and interviews are remarkable. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the same. Yeah. Great yeah. people. Yeah. Exactly. The sun's out all the time. All the time. Is it? And if it's it never rains. Never uh, rains. Always sunny in Auckland. Yeah. Easy crazy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we should bring it to a wrap there. We've crossed the hour and 10 minute mark. Sweet. Hey. That was good. Nice. Solid. You. We, we went some places. <laughs> we did. Oh my God, we did. That right. was solid. I need to lie down. <laughs> I need to lie down. I need to not have a drink. That'd be good. <laughs> Pixie go. thank you so much for coming in. Thank and you. uh you're on your way to George now to do I a am. set. I am. So nice every work. every Wednesday I get to go play for an hour and mean. yeah, it's gonna be fun. That's cool. Yeah. How did you get that? Just just quickly one more time. How how did you get that gig? Um, so I I think it's just through knowing people. Well, I actually sent through a mixed once upon a time, and then it got played a, a bunch of times because they really loved that mix. And then I got an email one day and they said, hey, would you like to do wow. a show on Georgia FM? And I thought, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because that first time I started on the radio, I was so nervous. I was shaking. I didn't know. I had practised my set, but it was just such a big thing. Like I think that was even scarier than a festival was yeah. playing live to to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, that was the start of last year, and now I just turn up and it feels like my second home. So, that's nice. yeah, it's very that's fun, nice. and there's lots of people that yeah. that uh, tune in every Wednesday, and we have little debriefs after nice. after the set, and we, they'll tell me if it's a good one or a bad one. So, hopefully, I get some positive texts yeah. after that. That's <laughs> nice, yeah. Nice. So, everyone needs to tune in eight o'clock on a Wednesday. That's the one. Thank you. Cool. Good work. Thank nice you again one. for coming in. Thank you. And uh, good luck with everything happening. Yeah. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. Cool. Nice one.